This is a Kirkendall Barrett presentation, darling. <laughs> you can touch it if you want. Ladies, if you want to meet a man, check your storage closet. Come on, Kendall, take off your shirt and go camera shopping at Best Buy. Good shirtless, not bad shirtless. Yeah. Well, it was gratuitous. Yeah, it was. I like a good grizzled man sometimes. A lifetime of Hallmark. Well, hello, everybody. It is your favorite day of the week. It is time for another episode of A Lifetime of Hallmark, where we talk about your favorite movies on both Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel and try to make sense of them. I am Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Bowers. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. I would say favorite movies is a strong word. Uh, yeah. 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 Hello, Kurt Fitzpatrick. Hello, Les Kirkendall Baird, and hello, Jason Bowers. Hi, Kurt. Yeah, audience, you should see the stuff that's being written back and forth. I am shocked. I'm angry. This movie made me angry. You picked it. I know, so I can only be angry at myself. <laughs> I I <laughs> almost was going to be angry at you, and right before we started recording, I was like, no, I actually thought this sounded like it was going to be bad when you sent it, and I should have pushed back, and I didn't, so I only have myself to blame for that. But this was... Yeah, like for me personally, this was the worst movie we have ever watched in this podcast. The worst. Wow, I agree. Yes. the worst. Worse than Elevator Girl. Worse than what were some of the other clunkers we've watched? <laughs> there was that Lifetime one with the cult. That one was pretty bad too. We, we did learn one? something about something about yeah when the woman was the, the one, yeah right the woman and her daughter were in it. Cult. Is that what you're talking about? I think oh, yeah. so, well, yeah. Well, that was bad, but at least that one, like, wasn't preachy. That was just like, you know... Yeah, this gets a little preachy. This was super Don't. preachy. But much Don't like the movie, the we're, we're, we're trying to figure out who takes responsibility for this. Is it None of them! Watch the movie. No, no, I'm talking, like, like we've oh. actually... We're not actually playing those roles ourselves. Is less responsible for making us watch this movie, or the well, that's why I, I to, uh, like when I was about to blame Les completely. I took personal responsibility and said, "Hey, I knew this was a bad idea, and I still signed off on it, and so therefore I am part of the problem. I get I it. Oh, wow. I'll own that responsibility. Well, I'll sleep well tonight. I I <laughs> will own caffeine. this, and I will take full responsibility. I don't this mind is it. My mistake." You know what? I'm so loopy because I'm I'm like sleep deprived. I'm going to take some responsibility as well, just because I want to be in solidarity. Well, we we should mention the movie that we're going to be talking about. It it's a lifetime movie called Drunk Driving and Seventeen, which, which is the on paper. I was like, oh my god, that sounds like my youth. But not to be no. not to be confused with the cook, the wife, the thief, and his lover. Sometimes I confuse movies with commas and, and mind you which we'll get into when we start when i was 17 and drunk i was drunk legally because at the time i was living in madrid spain where i could legally drink at 14 so by 17 oh. i was well into my cups but you know but this uh, it was just wanna, it it was you know what it was? It was an after-school special, but they they didn't figure out until about halfway through writing it that it's not an after-school special 
geared towards kids as a cautionary tale about drinking and driving. It was an after-school special geared towards adults about yeah. how the role they play in their kids getting drunk and, and ruining they their lives. They get it by now. They're not going to get it from this movie. And, and no. here's the deal. And I'll go, and we'll get into this too. So growing up the way that I grew up, right, my husband and I, and I shared this, are in the process of adopting I know for goddamn sure I, and I'm very, you know, when it comes to a parent, I think I'm kind of, you know, permissive and stuff. I would never do that. No. That's just dumb. No, nobody with any sense of responsibility would would do that. It's That's unbelievably irresponsible and just stupid. I, I assume yeah. you're referring to the, the main adult couple at the center uh, or part yes. of the center of this movie, but there are other adults that do stupid shit in this movie too, that I wanted oh. to smack this movie. I sh it shouldn't say this, but this movie is like working front of house. You work and, front of house and all the stupid. Uh, things. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you know, the thing that made me the angriest, how the hell could you have a party with a bunch of kids and you're at home, and you don't snoop. If there was snooping, none of this no, would have ever happened. This is, the, okay, so now I am angry at you, Les, because you got far enough into this movie to realize that it is not going to be the kind of Lifetime movie you want it to be, but yet you're still mad at it for not being a better movie. It's just... No, 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 I'm not <laughs> saying that. I'm not saying that. Those parents sat their asses in their bedroom as Trust. this party goes out of control and not once not once did the mom go and peek behind a door no. to see what was going on or pretend like she was going to the bathroom and then go running downstairs or go downstairs for like a, 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 a glass of wine or a snack just to see what was going on yeah, you, that none that I, any of that would have made this slightly interesting. That's just good parenting, snooping. Well, you're I'm, expecting I'm, these people who were clearly terrible parents to now be oh. good parents for the sake of you enjoying the snooping in the movie. Oh no, no, no! That's, I, I mean, that's just you know, that's just just being a human being, snooping. And the fact that it's their house. And their right. kids. Oh, it's so now you're getting me riled up. Right. So because so, I mean, if we want to talk about the the merits of like it didn't it didn't really hit any of the lifetime buttons other than like nothing. sprinkling in a message that is important to parents right now. Like nothing about this was a lifetime movie. There was there was the opposite of a black hoodie. There's a white hoodie. Right. There's no snooping. Gray. There's no murdering. There's there's no. I don't think any of these characters had sex in the movie. The only thing they had, uh. the, the one person had fabulous hair in jail, and that was it. That was okay. it. They went to jail and had fabulous hair. I wonder if a certain organization that gets mentioned in this. I wonder if they they uh, contributed to this movie, like financially. I bet they either consulted or somebody either as a producer or as talent in the movie had some uh, community service they needed to serve. <laughs> and this may have fulfilled that requirement to some Damn. degree. No, I, I, I truly believe that to be true. 
you eviscerated this movie with that one. The I movie agree. is a result of community service. <laughs> well, because there's no there's no storyline. There's nobody to care about. None. And it's so fucking preachy, and it literally ends with basically a TED talk about the dangers of teenage drinking and driving at the end. Ugh, fucking terrible. And I gotta tell you, so <laughs> whenever we see movies that we don't like, I know that at the end of the day, even if we hate the movie, we always find something that we liked about it. Some well, you probably liked the the kid's oh. sister because she was always pissed off. Oh, you I could, did you, like you her. Can relate to but her. other than her, <laughs> I can relate to her. She was she was pissed off to be there, just like the well, rest of us. No, because yeah. her, her she was us. Were like misogynists. She, she was us. She was her parents were misogynists, actually. They were misogynists. They totally were. Yeah, because oh they. God. And they I should also older. point out, like I know. One of the main cast members, <laughs> and guy, even that, that said, like I'm still, still. What's that, Kurt? He looks like he has a second job. He looks a little, like a little. Well, uh, he he, he used to be a bartender at your lounge in West Hollywood. Because I know this person, and I was going to be yeah. nice. I look like I have a second job too, because I because I do. <laughs> I'm sleepy yeah. as well. But listen, so well, wait. You know, I'll go. What I'll go even further. You have three jobs. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go even further. Oh, okay. So, and I'm not going to say who. I'll tell you offline. One mm. of the characters is the child of someone I know. Oh, okay. I'm All not going right. so to say who. I'm not going to say which character. Right. You going to watch what you say? Oh, no, I'm going in. I'm not going to oh. say who it is, though. All right. Okay. I thought the cast. I'm not tell you which character it is, but I'm go. I'm no. I'm going in on everybody. I thought the cast looked like um, it was a combination of women who the director or producer thinks is hot, uh, family members, um, relatives or wives of the CEO, and some people who want a contest. I mean, right? Clearly, they must have had some sort of like enrollment. <laughs> like discount at the park ranger school of acting. Cause there right. were a bunch of the class of 2023 in this movie. That's not possible. Oh, no, no. This trail's park been closed ranger for eight years. It's extremely dangerous. Yeah. No, she taught the class. Ranger. She taught the class. Yes. She taught the class. People. I wouldn't be surprised if the park ranger played one of the teenagers in this movie and we just didn't realize it. Right. Right. Oh no, this was, this was, she was versatile. This was, she she taught the class, and instead of having like at the end like a showcase, they all got to be in this movie instead. <laughs> yes, this was the classroom <laughs> showcase. This was the showcase. <laughs> <laughs> and they send out those little postcards to agents. Yeah, yeah. please watch my showcase. And she probably phone. gets funding for the government because she she's a school, but in order to qualify for that, she has to show that she's doing some sort of like public good, hence the like right. really heavy-handed messages to teens. Right. Right. Cuz cuz you know, and, and we'll we'll get into actually, you know, what we should do before we go any further. Do we have any artist formerly known as Black 
China news. Doing a piece of China. 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 I'm talking China. The Black China Report. Here's Kurt Fitzpatrick. Well, this is from a couple weeks ago, but we have to catch up. Uh, this is from page six, dated from a few weeks ago, I said. Um, many of us want to know, many of us want to know whether Black China will remain it after her physical yes. transformation. Yes. Um, so, well, Black China has revealed whether she plans to become celibate as part of her life-changing journey. No. The Robin China alum simply replied on Sway's Universe Friday when asked whether she would abstain from sex. After erupting in laughter, the former stripper-turned-reality TV star quipped, listen, I ain't trying to have no attitude now. China then shared the clip from the interview on her Instagram story Saturday alongside the, the caption, gotta keep it real. Though the influencer, whose real name is Angela Renee White, isn't planning on being celibate anytime soon, there are many other things that she has given up. Last month, China 34 revealed that she had underwent breast and butt reduction surgery. I just want all the ladies out there to know, do not get silicon shots because you can get sick. You can die, have complications, and all this other crazy stuff. The mom of two said in an Instagram video on March 13th, adding that she was 19 years old when she began having silicon shots in her bottom. After the surgery, China shared another video of herself lying in bed with bandages all over her body. She revealed that her procedure, which usually takes four hours, took nearly nine hours to complete. Whatever that silicon mass, whatever that was in my buttocks, it kept clogging the machine and breaking it, she said. Aside from going under the knife, China had the fillers in her face dissolved, and she removed a demonic tattoo of a uh, baphomet. Whatever the, oh, which is a goat-headed deity symbol of the occult from her lower back oh. and butt area. She then got baptized. The model also deactivated her OnlyFans account, which raked in a reported $240 million in 2021. China said she wanted to set a positive example for her kids, King 10 and Dream 6, whom she shares with exes Tyga and Rob Kardashian, respectively. I'm just changing everything about me, she explained on the Jason Lee show last month. Okay. Uh, it's a dead end. All that stuff is a dead end. I know that I'm worth way more than that. That's what they say on page six. I also read a recent article. She didn't pay her income tax. She didn't file her income taxes since 2017. So she's got to catch up with that. I'm surprised page six is still reporting the uh, $200 million a year from OnlyFans because even Black China has said that that's that's not true. It's not even close to true. Yeah. If I was a kid, I would want her to continue the OnlyFans account if that's how much she's making. I got to tell you, though. So here's the thing. So everything that you said, I actually kind of agree with. Okay, so she got rid of an ugly tattoo. Mm -hmm. A tramp stamp. That's good. It was a tramp stamp. It was a lower back. Right. She took out her implants, which, you know, Mm -hmm. there are studies now that show that, like, implants can lead to autoimmune. And I, you know, I've seen a couple of documentaries about Mm -hmm. that. Who was it? Oh, it was... um, Michelle Visage from RuPaul's Drag Race was talking about how she had her her implants removed because it was causing her to have autoimmune disease. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's good. Um, she's taking care of her kids. She she I, you know I saw a picture when she removed the Juvederm. She actually looks better without she it. She does. Yeah, I feel like I have a real conflict of interest because I'm really I really have the hots for her these days. Um, and I don't and, think I really did before. And oh, really, Kurt? Well, she's not. Oh, giving, yeah. And she's not giving up sex. So there you go. Yeah. Okay. Good. 
So, so, so actually, <laughs> I actually didn't think this was a bad article. Oh, so before we start, I have an update. I have a total update from our conversation from last week. Oh, okay. okay. Where's our music? Oh, well, I, I don't know what I'm updating. All right. Oh, okay. and now an update that I know nothing about. Here's Les Kirkendall Barrett, I think. Yeah. What would you be updating? I can't remember. Well, okay, so our update was, so remember last week when we were talking about Lifetime and speculating how many takes the actors get? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guesses? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I said that I was going to talk to our friend of the podcast, Meredith Thomas. Mm-hmm. Well, because, and, and, and so, and, I see Meredith every Thursday because Meredith and I do volunteer work together. Actually, she's the one that got me into it. And where we go to, to schools and teach kids, like elementary Community school service. students, about storytelling. Um, so I asked Meredith Thomas, how many takes do the actors get? And none of us were right. So Meredith said that... Um, as an actor, I, since it's such a tight turnaround, they literally get one take. Oh, wow. That, that's it? That doesn't surprise me. They they work on a very almost soap opera-like schedule. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they get a little more time than a soap, but they're also, you know, filming in locations and stuff like that. Uh, and that's probably why they use a lot of soap actors, because they're used to moving that fast. Yeah. So she's like, you know, you got to, you got to, you get one shot, and that's it. Probably better get it right. Yep, yep. So, so I just wanted just wanted to update that. Oh, and I want to say hi to our listener, our friend Jaquetta. Jaquetta hi. Um, has Jaquetta has been sending messages lately, uh, you know, saying how much she's enjoying the podcast, and she says that we get her through her workouts. So, oh. so if Jaquetta is listening to this right now, she's working out. So keep going. Hi again. <laughs> we would love to have her on again. On the show? Yeah, she was. Was she on the show? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. We should have her back soon, too. I remember. Yeah. All right. Do you want to get into this piece of shit? Yeah. Let's get drunk and drive our car right through the center of this movie. Ugh. Damn. I was having thoughts towards the end of this movie, and I was texting you my... I was messaging you you both my thoughts. Yeah. What I wanted to do to people. Yeah. I I don't know that you should vocalize that. Okay. I was like, geez. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. I don't need okay. to get canceled. I don't need to get canceled be... because of the shitty acting in this movie. There's, All right, I'll be there's bigger. Myself. There's better ways to get canceled. This was like, canceled. look, this was top to bottom not a good movie. It was no. It was. It felt lazily written. Uh, it it there was no real care put into it. The performances were bad, but I think that's because the writing and direction were also bad. So the performances didn't have a chance. Uh, I had to stop cheap. myself because I caught myself oh. watching YouTube a couple of times as the movie was going on. But I can't do that. You need to give so, it full attention. Damn it. Okay, so we're at a basketball game. For drunk driving and in seventeen from lifetime fuckers. Yes, so we're at, we're, at, we're, at, we're at basketball game, and then I was happy for a split second because they showed the mom who was Michael Michelle, and I thought, oh my god, Michael Michelle's in this movie. Now Michael Michelle 
was um you know how on uh channel 11 i think it was or the cw they did a reboot of dynasty mm-hmm. well in the dynasty reboot michael michelle was dominique Devereux. so i thought oh my god this is gonna be a good movie was that the diane carroll character from the original yes. dynasty okay yes okay because you know the dynasty update grant show was um Blake Carrington. Yeah, I knew that. Nicolette Sheridan was um, Chris. No, Nicolette Sheridan was Alexis. Crystal was a Latina character. And Sammy Joe was a gay man. <laughs> okay. And the Colbys were black. Yeah. Um, so what, what has, what is, uh, what, what is her name? Michael Michelle? Yeah. Uh, what else has she been in? Cause I recognized her. She was, so back in the day, in the 90s, she was in a nighttime soap called Central Park West. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was from uh, Darren Starr, the creative Melrose Place in Sex and the City. And that was the one, because you know how, like, back then, they had, like, the trope, like, an an aging actress, like, the second season would come in to save the show. Like, for Mm -hmm. example, Melrose Place. Heather Locklear came in. Well, she wasn't aging, but she was. She old. was older than the rest of the cast. Right. Yeah. So Heather Locklear, came, Heather Locklear in. came in. Dynasty, Michael, Mich- no, Dynasty, Joan Collins came in. Well, in Central Park West, Raquel Welch came in as like the, the older lady. Okay. But anyway, so yeah, I I remember Michael Michelle from um, Central Park West. I gotta say, she does look exactly the same. She has aged very well. Yeah, I mean, she she looked very young, the, and the but also the kid that played her son in the movie, he he's on um, Love Victor, that show on uh-huh. Hulu. He's like one of the oh, friends we, on there, and yeah, we watched that show. Yeah, uh, he's he's on there too, and like in both shows, like he's a good looking guy, but he does not look like a teenager. He looks like an adult male. I'm looking for the time, like for play. That was a while ago. That movie that that show was on. Oh, I loved Love Victor. Because um, what's her name from Ugly Betty was in it? Yes, I liked her on there. America yeah. Ferrera. No. no, no, no. The, the woman the who sister. played her sister. Yeah. It was also on Devious Maids, which I loved as well. I was an extra in Ugly Betty. Really? What and then I was else? an extra on The Good Wife, where and America Ferrara was on the episode. So, so was she like, one. are you following me, Kurt Fitzpatrick? Yes, exactly what she said, and I said yes, I am. So, so, so then the the team won the game, and then we see the dad, who was someone that both Jason and I know. Yeah. He's vanilla. That's what somebody said that about about him. I said he was vanilla. His uh, his acting name that he goes by now is David Shea. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, they finish the game, they win, and the parents are like, well, hey, let's go to dinner. And then the son, who looked too old to be there, the son looked like a teenager, like the cast of Grease were teenagers. Yeah, for sure. What they should have done was they should have gotten that that kid, the other teenager should have sent him to the liquor store, because he obviously looks like he's older. That would have made sense. Mm -hmm. Right, exactly. Um. And the kids say, we have other plans. And then they go to a bonfire. And then there's this one girl who, she was pissed because her boyfriend had to work. 
what was her name? I forget. Like I Amy or something. I or never wrote her name. I down. think that's she's Meb. What the heck's her name? I finally figured it out by the end of the movie. I don't remember. She's pissed because her boyfriend has a job. I'll just call she her pissed girl. A job. So yeah, so pissed girl is pissed at her boyfriend because he has to work. Is it Lisa? Wow. Was it? Maybe I don't know. Well, her name is Pissed Girl now. So so Pissed Girl was pissed mm-hmm. because her boyfriend always had to work. Pissy. Yeah, they were <laughs> as they're like talking about how like you know they're 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 drinking and stuff. They're talking about like they're dreaming about living in Manhattan so they can have access to rideshare. <laughs> and, right. and one of them uses the term Podunk Town. I'm sorry, no kid in 2023 is referring to the place where they're currently at as a Podunk Town. That's not a phrase anyone uses podunk anymore. Town. And gee, my goals aren't lofty at all. I want to move to New York so I can take Uber. That's what Idiots. they want to do. Yeah, they they were basically okay. they wanted to take rideshare. Ride they share? said something about rideshare, but the reasoning was like you know because like you can get around anywhere and you don't have to worry about drinking. It was all that like that's what I say. Every line of fucking dialogue in this movie right. was this heavy-handed way of saying don't drink and drive. And and, and dummy wait. kids. The, the subway's cheaper than an Uber. Yeah. You ride the subway. Subway system's great. I can't, wait I can't wait till I'm older. I get to ride the bus Ugh. in the city. So so then one of the one of the girls says that, oh, my dad says the good stuff is in the garage and he's giving you the good stuff, the good booze to thank you for winning the game. The whiskey. Yeah, I said whiskey? Yeah, these are responsible yeah. Uh, adults. As well, I think there are people that's stupid though. Oh no, I'm sure. No, I know there are people that are that stupid. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I watch it at first. I'm like, are you kidding? I'm like, oh no, no, I, yeah. No, there are people that are that. Here, stupid. kids, here's some whiskey. So, so well, like um, full disclosure, because when I was growing up, I never really had a desire to drink, and and that just wasn't me. Things have changed now, but back then. My parents had the attitude, look, we don't want you to, like, go and drink with friends. Like, you know, we don't think you should be doing that. But, like, if you're going to do it, like, do it at home because at least you're here and, like, you're not going anywhere. But it wasn't a, like, hey, you could have a a big party and invite all of your friends and they'll just have unfettered access to alcohol. It wasn't that. It was, like, if you're going to do it, like, do it in a controlled environment. Don't be a dumbass. Yes. Yeah, I think my parents had the same attitude but it was yeah it's way different than having like a, a bonfire outside and you're supplying whiskey to a bunch of you know and, and, and like for, and for me like the whole reason why i was allowed to drink and a lot of the kids in my high school were allowed to drink was because you know we were americans living overseas and our parents were my parents were like well since it's legal in the country that we're living in you're allowed to drink because it's not against the law. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so, so no, I totally get, I totally get um, the parents saying, you know, drink in our house. But yeah, we're not going to be dumb and have a party that we're liable for everybody at the party with a bunch of minors either. I was in a major – my high school, man, these kids loved to drink. And I didn't drink. I lived I lived pretty far away from the high school anyway, so I didn't, didn't really have access. But these kids would just drink at the weekends. And, like, all week long, they just talk about how they 
drank last weekend, what they're going to drink this weekend. I mean, it was like 80% of what I used to hear. But but another thing though, so so I was so I was allowed to drink, but I was allowed we were, I was allowed to go to bars and clubs, and I went dancing all the time, and like our high school hangout was like in a bar. So I That'd remember coming back to the states, visiting, and like you know the kids here would be like, "Well, we're gonna go in the woods and drink," and I'd be like, "The woods? What are you barbarians?" The woods. They used to go to the woods. Yeah, there's a place called the Spot. They go to the Spot. Yeah, God knows what it was. It was like a UFO landing, I guess, like in the woods somewhere. I'm like, I'm like, what? I'm coming home at midnight at my curfew and then sneaking back out and going dancing until four in the morning. The woods. See, that's fun. I want to dance. <laughs> We'd be in the woods. <laughs> and then you know, the next day, getting you know, my mom saying that your room smells like cigarettes, and me going, oh well, it was my clothes from last night when I came home at midnight. Not when I went back out. <laughs> wow, I've led a light. Anyway. <laughs> so, so, so then the old looking kid was like, guess what? I got into Stanford. They said Stanford so many times in like a two minute section of this movie that I was going to start a drinking game. Right. Now, now, did poor Brad have to watch this movie with you? No, no. He he saw, like, the last two minutes of it, but he avoided this one. Because, yeah, I always apologize to, yeah. to your friend Brad. I think this one I would have ended it. the friendship. Right. Well, actually, Brad's my friend now, too, so yeah. I just apologize to Brad. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, so then, now, why was the disgruntled sister, because I just wrote, the disgruntled sister is yelling, and I love her. Why was she mad? She, she was mad that. about something. Oh, because the when the 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 kid that looked old, when he got the phone call from Stanford to, to let him know that he got into Stanford, mom and dad, by the way, I got into Stanford. Can I say Stanford again? Uh, the dad's like, oh, congrats, son, and like hands him a beer. Like hands up a beer. And the mom's like, what are you doing? And the daughter's like, what? Can I have one? And the dad's like, no. And she's like, why? Like he just just because he got into college, he gets a beer? And yeah, this is where the misogyny started with the way they treated her versus the way they treated the brother. Right. And both parents were misogynists, too. Yeah. Both of them. Yes. Yeah. Well, she had a point. She did have a she point. Was the, she like absolutely said, She was did. the only one who made sense. She was yeah. pissed off to be there. No. I don't blame her. I was just as pissed off watching it. Like, they should have either, in that moment when she said that, they should have just been like, yeah, you can have one too. Don't be a pain in the ass. Or, right. like, yeah, actually, you know what? Your brother shouldn't have one. That was, like, we, we made the wrong choice. We, we take it back. Or, or, or they would have done, they could have done what I would have done with, yeah, your your brother, you know what? I'm gonna, yeah, you're right. Your brother shouldn't be drinking. And then I would turn to the brother and go, I'll give it to you when she leaves the room. Or the or you could say you'll get one when you get find out what college you get into next year. Actually, I would probably say, yeah, you know what, you're right. Don't get it. And then I would look at him and say, yeah, she's right. Go downstairs <laughs> and give it to him down there. <laughs> I'd give them an, like an ice cream instead, an ice cream cone. So oh, so then. The old, the old, 
looking dude was like, can I have a party? And Michael Michelle is like, yeah, we can have a pizza party and invite some of your friends over. And then the dad is like, no, he means a party party. Oh, Hager. like an orgy? No, they even no. mentioned the word kegger, I believe. Right. Oh, I thought, you know, I thought you were talking about they, they want to have an orgy. No, not a party, 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 <laughs> just a party, party. Oh, just a party. We're going mid-level. Right. Okay. And so then Michael Michelle says, all right, okay, we'll do this. But here are the rules. I'll take everybody's keys, which, you know, I got to give credit where credit is due. If you were going to have a party like that with a bunch of kids at your house, yes, that yes. is the thing to do is take everybody's keys. And also, if yeah. you're going to have an orgy, you take everyone's keys and you put them in a bowl. Right. Oh, that's right. A key party. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, doing that. There's all kinds so, of parties. So then I wrote here, because the dad is very excited about this party, and I wrote, the dad is ready to turn up. Because he was, like, very excited about this party. He's kind of an asshole. Like, he wants to be cool, right. which is a problem. I've seen, I've recognized as a problem for Many years when I was a kid, there'd be this adult who'd want to be cool like the kids. Yeah. No, you're an adult. Right. Or as you tell your kids, which I which which I never thought I'd be the person to say this, but you say to your kids, look, I'm not your friend, I'm your parent. Yeah. Right. And what's that line from like every reality show? I'm not here to make friends. Make friends. But but honestly, when I say that, like when I hear that coming out of my mouth, I feel like I've been possessed by someone because that's totally not my attitude in life. But I re but I learned like you can't you can't be your kid's friend. You can't. You know, you can't. Until no, and the fact that you're looking as an adult, you're looking for validation from kids. Oh my. Especially these fucking kids. Oh my. <laughs> these, these kids were annoying. Oh, sorry. Every character oh, so anyway, in this movie was annoying. Every so, so, there was not a single sympathetic character in this fucking movie. Not one. But the real horror is this is holding up a mirror up to society that there really are people this dumb. Yeah. So, that's so, really upsetting. So, so the next day, uh, they're in the cafeteria, the, you know, all the kids, and, and the old-looking guy looks like he's a teacher there on lunchroom duty, as the other ones look like kids. And so they're talking about the party, and then these two strange guys come up and say, hey, I hear there's going to be a party this weekend. And he's like, yeah. Again. And his girlfriend is like, Kim, is like, why? You don't even know those kids. And he's like, yeah, I know. But I'm, you know, I'm cool now. I'm cool, so I invite so, this so, random gang. So then they show Michael Michelle and a couple of other moms having drinks. And um, she says, I'm, I feel weird about having kids over drinking. Well, the, the three, here, one of the other moms looks like she's just done. The three moms are yeah. sitting there commiserating about whether or not it's good to let their kids drink while they're all there drinking. And then again, heavy handed, one of them is like, okay, I, no more for me because I got to drive. Like, right. 
I wanted to climb through the screen and punch the writer. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, one of them, one of her, her friends too, I think is, uh, is a case of being the CEO's aunt. <laughs> did you look it up, Kurt? Did you look up the credits? Mm, I mean, this woman didn't come from any casting agency. She's <laughs> came through. She's related to this movie through blood. Well, look, there uh, the the Park Ranger School of Acting does have classes for for all levels of of students at all ages. That's not possible. This trail's been closed for eight years. It's extremely dangerous. Let's Those not forget like neighbors. Nepo, well, there's also neighbors. These people. I know you, some of you people, wealthy people out in L.A., you got those next-door neighbors. You want to keep them happy. Hey, you come on to the set tomorrow. I'll give you a role. Well, this is how you, you end people. up in a role in this movie is you let your kids drink and have a super loud party and your neighbors get pissed off and threaten to report you to the police. You're like, hey, I'm actually filming a movie about this very subject. You should be in it. That's exactly it. Right. That's exactly. I'm sure that's happened, and that's probably. And now I'm even more mad because I don't have neighbors like that, and I can act. <laughs> God oh damn it! God. You know how people get into these some of these movies, Shit. though. It's all sorts of wacky ways. Shit. Oh, so so then, <laughs> so then they show um, Kim, the girl. And mm -hmm. her mom, and her mom is making a, some coffee, and um, Kim is like some, giving her mom shit for drinking coffee at home. Sometimes when her mom is acting, it's like it's like one of those Arnia movies where the people just freeze. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> this doesn't happen in like the Narnia, like the the, the Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe, or the oh. the people just freeze; they turn to stone. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes her reaction. She's talking to somebody. It looks like she just <laughs> they they've frozen her. Right. I love that movie Narnia. <laughs> I can't believe there's only three of them though, or there well, was, she, there's two of them. Or she could be in two. part four as one of the frozen people. Mister Tumnus. <laughs> one of the anyway. people turned to stone. So um, maybe she looked at that woman with the snakes in her hair from mythology. What was her oh, name? Medusa. Yeah, when you look at Medusa, you turn to stone. No, she is watching all of the scenes being filmed around her, and she's dumbfounded that she agreed to be in this crap. She's mad at herself. <laughs> right. Well, she only has herself to blame. I don't Absolutely, know. Well, I work is work. What are you gonna do? Yeah, I mean, at least yeah, this would be a greeter. Right, that's true. So, um, <clears throat> we're all, oh, oh, okay. So, um, so, so they're at the party, and what were we calling her? Annoying girl. Her name's Annoying Kim. Annoying girl is Kim. Saying, I, Kim. Kim. Kim or the other one. Well, Kim is the main girl. The, the one that's the girlfriend of the the guy that looks too old. Okay. So so the girlfriend, so Kim is talking to her friend, her annoying friend. And the annoying friend says um, she's pissed because her boyfriend has to work. But her boyfriend has to work this entire movie until he does. Um. 
Save up. And, and um, uh, oh, so then the next day, so, so then the next day they're in, they're at their rehearse, their practice. Rehearsal. And who was this? The PE teacher? Who was this disgruntled? He was either like a know, PE he's, teacher he's or like. Coach. He says he's not the coach. Yeah, he must have been PE or maybe an assistant coach, but he was some adult in the gym wearing shorts and I think a whistle and scolding them for having been drinking on the weekend because we can't go five seconds in this movie without being hit over the head with the message that drinking and driving is bad. And, you and, know, with that, it's like, you know, <laughs> shut the fuck up. This is none of your business. You're not even the coach. Get yeah, out I don't here. know who he is. Because that's he's right. If he's not the safety. coach, then, yeah, shut the fuck Go away. This is none of your business. He's the, the maintenance person for that gym that they rented out to film this scene. <laughs> and he showed up there with keys. And the, the guy that played the coach read the script, dropped out of the movie, and they needed someone to deliver his dialogue. Right. Probably what happened. Um, so, so, um, so, so then Heather walks up. And she is into the old-looking student. And she is very, she is horny. She's ready to get into something. And then um, the old guy, like, walks away. But he's kind of interested. But at this time, him and Kim are talking about going to Stanford drink together. Mm-hmm. Uh and Kim's mom told her, though, don't get, you're too young to be caught up in some guy. But Kim is like, no, I'm going to Stanford. Well, the joke's on Kim because Kim gets a letter and Stanford said, you may think you're coming to us, but we're not having you. We're yep. putting you on a wait list. Damn. Ha! Yeah. And then she just comes up with this cockamamie plan like hey I'll, i'm still gonna move up there and i'll we'll get an apartment maybe i'll go to a community college and i'll reapply and you and me can move into uh, together with david because i love you and and david's like whoa 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 yeah i, I may look like i'm 35 but i'm only 18 yeah. <laughs> oh i said david i think it might be dan it's the old guy. Oh, Dan. Yeah, the old. His name is Dan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Dan. So old I might kid. I might look like I'm 40, but I'm only 18. I'm only 17. Yeah. So cool your jets, ma'am. Yeah. Maybe instead yeah, of applying you... to Stanford, you should apply to this, the Park Ranger School of Acting. Right. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe instead of of going to Stanford, you should you should apply to um, the Stella Adler. Is that that place in West Hollywood? Yes. Stella Adler. Yeah, she's a. Oh, a guest appearance by John. Oh, hi, John. A guest appearance by John. Did John watch this movie with you? No, he did not. Uh, we should make him if, watch I, it. No, it, because if John watched this movie with me, I'd be on this pa- this podcast probably telling you how I'm going to divorce court. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Oh, so, so so they're getting ready for the party, and then, like, Kim calls Dan, and she's like, Dan, can I come and help you? And Dan's like, Dan's being very frosty to her now, and he's like, uh, no. Um, 
And so then we see the girls getting ready. And then, see, this is called an asshole friend. Yeah. Because they're getting ready. And then the asshole friend is like, so what do you think about Dan and Heather? And Kim's like, wait, what? And then she spills the beans that Dan, that Heather is like snipping around Dan and Dan is mm. not like. Where's that sound bite? You, you know, you know what I'm talking about? What? You dick. That, that's. Oh. <laughs> you dick! I wasn't expecting to play yeah. that. Sorry. That's okay. That was needed for this scene. It's needed for everyone in this movie. Right. We could play it uh, more often. <laughs> yeah, that was rude. Right. Like, what kind of friend is that? <laughs> but there are people like that as well. But no, it's not, it's not a good friend. This is the worst kind of humanity. Seriously. It's that layer. That it's the layer of despair in this movie. The layer of despair. That could have that could have been the name of the movie. It's better than drunk driving at seventeen. The layer of despair. That right. makes it sound like it was going to be far more interesting than it actually is. We're going to start somewhere. Maybe that would have inspired them to make something more inspiring. Mm. Oh, I'm in despair talking about this piece of shit. A layer of despair. Oh, okay. So. So, so then I wrote here, getting ready for the party is making dad very horny. Because he is looking like he is just like ready to turn up and jump on Michael mm. Michelle. Yeah. Yeah. His sperm is swimming upstream. Which so, he so is then, ready to go. Which, given where I know this person from, let's say that's surprising. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you saying? <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, actually, you're right. Just you're saying right. him wanting mm. to jump on Michael Michelle is surprising. Hmm, perhaps swimming to down me, street. at least. Yeah. Um, yes. And then they give a hard time to their daughter again. She right. wants to be at the party, too. No, she has to go sit out in the shed <laughs> for the night because <laughs> she can't go to the party. Uh, where did she go then? She went to her friend's house. To her friend's house. Oh, I thought they locked her in the. No, the, but the parents basically set up a sleepover for her without telling her. They're like, oh, you're going right. over to so-and-so's house. She's like, what the hell? Like, why can't I be at a party at my own house? Calls her parents out for the double standard that she isn't allowed to be at a party at her own house <laughs> with drinking, but her brother can yeah, have well. the party with the drinking. Like, she's not wrong. And No, she's totally not wrong. She's totally not wrong. And I wrote she... here again. I wrote here again, these parents are goddamn misogynists in my notes. Yeah. That daughter should justifiably run away from home. Uh, she could. Can't you go to court and declare your independence? Well, yeah, actually, emancipation. she should do that. Actually, at the end of the day, the daughter is probably laughing at the rest of them because the daughter was the only one that got out unscathed. Yeah, actually, I said there were there were no sympathetic characters in this movie. I, I sympathize with this daughter. She is the only character that I did not dislike. Right. She's a little like uh, Connor Roy in Succession. She's kind of on the outskirts, and as a result, <laughs> she's, the one that's actually, she's the one that's actually getting ahead. Yeah. But Connor's, Connor's not. Connor may be on the outskirts, but he's not getting ahead, and he's he's not likable either. He's a fucking douchebag. But doesn't? But don't you think he's kind of not ahead? But he's 
he's doing all right 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 now where we're at in succession he seems to be doing a little better than the rest of the i would disagree i would fully disagree yeah in the sense that i mean he's got to pretty much stay where he is i guess but the, the, the kids could have the kids are kind of at each other well the kids may be at each other he might not be part of that but he like how sad is his life that he wants to be part of that he wants to be Accept a little more by his father. He wants to uh, yeah, have bit. have a, also, an actual relationship with his family. What's that? He doesn't want. He doesn't seem to. Well, I don't know. Maybe, but he he is. He's not. He's not as was not as attached to his father as the other ones. Still seems. financially is. Still relies on that to get through life. Hey, we're talking about a far we, more interesting show than this movie. I know we're going off on succession, but one question. Do you guys know the answer to this? Is Connor, is he wealthier than the other kids? Because it seems like he is. No, I don't think so. Could he be wealthier because he had a different mother, though? It seems like he's wealthier. Possibly, but I think Logan made, like, a, the lion's share of his money when when they were, like, you know... As they continued through life, where he presumably wouldn't be giving money to his firstborn son at that point. Okay. He's presented like he's wealthier. We also don't know if his mother is still alive. Ew, Connor. Yeah, we don't know that. I think she might be. I think they're going to drop that on us. Anyway. Yeah. Succession is a great show. This movie is driving. And 17 is the other end of the scale let's get through this <laughs> yes please let's our succession is such um, a great show isn't it? i love it all right so here we go um I, yeah i meant the part where the the guys like puked out of the stuffed animal's eyes anyway so um oh so so initially the dad's taking the keys right mm-hmm. and then then the old kid, the old guy comes up to the dad and was like, I think Steve should be taking the keys. And the dad's like, okay, and goes upstairs. No, you dumb jackass. That's when you say, no, Steve is not going to be the key master. Go in there and have yeah. like your the, drink. The one oh. set of guardrails you've set up for this party that is a bad ah. idea for you to allow in the first place. The one way of sort of escaping any problems, you've now said, oh, yeah, I don't have to do that. Cool. Right. Oh. Uh, and then the parents sit upstairs dressed up in all white. <laughs> yes. You see that? <laughs> like they're in remember the remember that video by Huff Daddy? Yes. P Diddy. I'll be missing I'll be missing you where the people are dressed in white. It, it wasn't like they were like white pajamas. They were like white jumpsuits. They were like white well, were, it, velour. It was so weird. <laughs> and they were both like wearing were, them. It's like they were the maitre d's in heaven. You know, you go up and see them. Here we are. Welcome. Welcome to the cloud. These people yeah. are ill, though. You're right. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be sitting upstairs while a bunch of kids. The, but, these parents are ill or they be illin'. Mentally, you'd be ill. Man, that's a great album. You'd be ill. Illin. That's funny. Anyway, so so 
so the, yeah, the parents go upstairs, and mm-hmm. Dan is talking to Heather, right? And um, not yet. He's talking to Kim, and he's acting really weird around Kim, right? But now at this point. I don't blame him for acting really weird about Kim because Kim is being really like needy and pushy at this point. She is, but he is clearly pushing her away too. Yeah. Oh no, he is. And like, he's a dumbass because he hasn't broken up with Kim yet. While at the same time, he invited Heather over to this same party at his house. Well, that's just called being a man. A pig, like a pig. I think if you're going to be a pig, you do a little more discreetly. But but remember, okay. he may look like he's forty, but he's only seventeen, yeah. so he doesn't know any better. Yeah, I guess I guess he could be a little naive. <laughs> um. So um. Oh right. Well, they start sucking face with Heather. Yeah. So, so yeah. So the mom's like, yeah, no, maybe I should go down and check on them. And the dad is like, don't you dare. And um. She's going to listen to him? She does. She does. And um, I mean, she listened to him when he said, hey, put in a white jumpsuit like mine. Right. Be like a pajama party. So, um. I thought he then, wanted to get laid. So they're just hanging up upstairs. Nobody gets any action in this movie, right? Nobody. Again, I, I would find it surprising. Well, you know. If that were did. the path, this, that, that. <laughs> that relationship took. Oh, you know, well, yeah, because yeah, the dad did. The dad was, you know, somewhere where you know things happen. That <laughs> <laughs> sounds vague. It was meant to be. So, um, so it's oh, it's anyway. possible that that the dad. This is not the first white party that he's been to. Right. Well, that I know for a fact. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Is a white party a thing? Yes. Yes. Oh boy, I gotta. I'll Google that later. Oh, so, so then the annoying girl's boyfriend calls from from work, and then meanwhile, yes, Kim catches uh, Dan and Heather kissing. So then, this is the part. Where, oh, oh, so, well, first, so Kim starts flipping out, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then Dan is like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to hurt you. Then Dan just dumps her on the spot. So, so then Kim freaks out and she starts crying. Now, this part, I'm like, okay, they're 16, 17 years old. They're acting like they are supposed to act. Yes, for sure. So, so then Kim's like getting drunk. This and is a, the, I found this a little unbelievable, and maybe I'm being naive, but if you're somebody like Kim who isn't a drinker, hasn't been a drinker, has always said no to it, you don't suddenly decide because you're upset. Now's the time that I need a drink to get over being upset because you don't. You've never had alcohol to know that that can do that but. for you. But you're a 17-year-old girl, and I'm not saying this to be sexist, but teenage girls are known to 
for to be a little dramatic, especially something like this, when you had pinned all of your hopes on this old looking guy and were willing to like, you know, uproot your life and, and forego your dreams to get a job just to be with him. So basically, she'd centered her life around this guy, and now her yeah. life was over. And so she thought, well, I'm going to be dramatic and get drunk. I, I, I get the being dramatic in the moment. I, I guess what I'm questioning is the immediate descent into, like, binge drinking, having never drank before. Right. It, seem, it seems like a pretty big light switch to flip on immediately. Now, but... Now, if we were talking about an adult, I would totally agree with you. But since we're talking about a kid who doesn't think, you know, who doesn't think straight, that's probably the, like her immature. She's like immature. So that's yeah. just showing her immaturity. Like I just know like first time I tasted alcohol, I was like, oh, I don't like it. Like, you know, you sort of have a taste and you're like, eh. Whereas she just, so like, takes a, a beer and chugs it. <laughs> that's a swing a sharp turn a swing in behavior i'm surprised she, she didn't like if there were cigarettes she'd be smoking cigarettes too she became like dylan thomas in the white horse cafe she became she went from being nicholas cage and peggy sue got married to nicholas cage and leaving las vegas <laughs> one quick beat did i get the right dylan thomas in the white horse white horse tavern that's what i meant to say there we go so uh, all right so, so then the annoying girl calls her boyfriend at work and is like, Kim is drinking, come and get her. It's like, he's working, you dummy. If he wasn't okay. working, he'd be there. So he's supposed to leave work to go pick up your drunk asshole friend mm. and take her home. Lots of needy women in this movie. Well, they, can't, they be, can't call a ride share in this podunk town. Right, that's right. You can't call Uber. So there's no Uber. <laughs> well, there's an I Uber. Think, isn't there Uber everywhere? Yes. Y yeah, I think so. I took Uber in Russia. I I grew up in a small town in Pennsylvania, and I know they have Uber there. Right. I got it here. I'm in the woods. Right. So so um. Not much of it though. So so then. Kim is like drunk. Oh, so like when she did, when she when she chugged the beer, someone recorded it and put it on Instagram. Yeah, her friend, her asshole yeah. friend, some friend, and her friend's all well. Oh well, got <laughs> like a hundred likes in like two minutes. And, and so then, um, so Kim is wasted at this point, and so this guy shows up and is like you know i'll help you out and leads her to the bedroom and i'm like uh-oh this does not look good and that actor was pretty good right he was effectively creepy yeah yeah and, and but he too looked like he was 35 well he may have been <laughs> she never saw this kid before and right. she didn't, you know this is like her, her high school people are there well he won a scholarship to the park ranger school Oh, okay. yeah. He has actual promise. Yeah. So, so you know, he, without, you know, I don't need to rehash what he did. Like, he he tried to, you know, attack her, but. She got a bat. Like, uh, no. Yeah. Which was good, because she defended herself and got out of there. Yeah. But then, and, and, and for a split second, I actually was like, okay, you go, girl. Yeah, don't, mm -hmm. you know, good for you. You, like. 
got a bat and and threatened to beat the shit out of this guy and he left you alone. Yeah. But that did not last long at all. Because, you know, Kim is, you know, Kim is crying and stuff. She calls her mom. And then this is, and then Kim turns into the ultimate asshole. The ultimate asshole. She picks up a pair of keys that aren't hers and it's actually Michael Michelle's keys and gets into her car and drives away. Yeah. She bought that car with her central Central Park West money. Yeah. Right. Well, so Kim, Kim being just an asshole picks up, you know, keys that do not belong to her and gets in the, you know, gets into a car that does not belong to her. One thing that they, you know, they talk so much about the drinking and driving and how bad it is and all the, the, legal ramifications of all that never wants to they discuss grand theft auto she literally right. stole somebody's car she stole a car she stole a car that now and that was like to me that scene was the ultimate in entitlement mm. now if this was days of our lives it would be different but no in this she just got, got behind a car and just went driving, drunk and crying. Wow. And so Michael Michelle, meanwhile, is in her room, and it, st- it starts sounding so rowdy that she tells her husband, okay, this is sounding way too rowdy. I don't care what you say. I'm going downstairs. And she goes downstairs, and all hell is breaking loose in this party. And so she's like, that's it. Party's over. I'm taking everybody's keys. And everybody's spending the night. Everybody, I'm taking your keys. But they And realize, you're all wearing white pajamas. Yeah. yeah. But but then they all but then they realize that there's so many kids there that they don't know. They don't have everybody's keys. And so Kim is in a car that does not belong to her, and she's drunk and crying. And she's on the phone as she's drunk and crying and driving the car that doesn't belong to her. And she's watching a Hallmark movie for a podcast as she's driving. (laughs) In a pouring rain. In the pouring rain. (laughs) I keep my eyes on the road, and it wasn't a rain, it was a tornado. Warning. Oh, that's better. <laughs> but wait, again, I ask, how do you keep your eyes on the road if you're watching a movie? The movie is not the road. Well, I had it on my thing, mm-hmm. on my hands-free thing. Yeah, tell tell it to the judge in this Lifetime movie, Les. <laughs> yeah, I would have gone down, too, because this was like in Oklahoma as that was happening. Anyway, so Kim gets in an accident. Oklahoma? What were we doing right through Oklahoma? I was driving home from Cincinnati, and so I was driving back to L.A. from Cincinnati, and um, I I took Route 66, and so I drove through Oklahoma, and I actually have friends who live in Oklahoma, and so I stopped by and spent the night, and actually that was like the next day. I was getting my kicks on Route 66. Nice. I walk along it every day. <laughs> I do. Santa Monica That's Boulevard. Right, do. Santa Monica Boulevard. That's right. You do. That's right. Yeah. It is. In this part Get of the country, yeah. Kicks. Um. Oh. Okay. 
So, so she's so the um she's in the emergency room, and actually the people in the emergency room like know her because her mom works in that hospital. Yeah. So then the cops come over to the party house, and they're like, "There was an accident," and the person was you know coming from this party. In your car. No, they were like, your car's in an accident. And she's like, what are you talking about? No, my car's here. And then he's like, nope, your car was in an accident. And then they say, and it was Kim. And then they realize, oh, shit, Kim took the car. And they said, so your car was stolen? And this is where she should have said, yes, she stole my car. But she did. Yeah, she should have. Because otherwise, she just let her take the car while she was drinking. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Dumbass. Right. Because this had ramifications later. Right. You say, no, she did take the car. I did not know she had the car. Oh, I know her, but she didn't, I didn't know she took the car. Or I would have said, that little bitch took my car. Exactly yeah, like that. Better get, they, 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 she, she needed to get her story straight. So so then we're in the emergency room. Everybody's some, crying. Some weird people show up. The the guy who plays Joey's father with the weird looking guy with the beard. I don't know if right. he lives on the left house next to the producer or the right house. I'm not sure. Because then we find out that it was Joey and Joey listened to his dumb girlfriend and took off of work to go and pick up his drunk friend to take her home. And uh. he's the one that Kim hit. Right. So not not Joey, hey, why don't you sneak out of work and come and hang out with us? No, Joey, you work your shift and then you come and pick up my drunk friend and take her home. And then you go home too. And I'll stay here at the party. Also, I wasn't even sure. these dumbass kids knew that the parents were okay with this party happening at this house. So if she needed if they needed to get Kim out of there, why the fuck didn't they just go to the parents? Right. Exactly. Why- why didn't they go to Michael Michelle and, and the bartender that we know and say, hey, she's having a night. Can one of you guys take her home? And Michael Michelle would have probably been extremely cool about it and, and would have been like, yeah, you know what? And she would have probably gone to her son and been like, I'll deal with you later for being like a pig. But then she probably would have taken the yeah. girl home and would have been very sympathetic about the whole situation. Can we talk about Kim? Kim wakes up. After this accident, this like horrible accident, she like did you guys see Top the uh, Top Gun Maverick? Yes. Yeah. So you know, like Jennifer Connelly and Tom Cruise go sailing, and like it's like really windy, and she gets off the boat, and her hair looks impeccable. It looks yes. like it hasn't. That is Kim waking up from being in this car accident. She looks stunning. No bandages, no blood, no bruises. Nothing has happened to her. Nothing. And and um, and then her mom her mom is there, because uh, her mom's a doctor, right, or a nurse. Her it's mom, nurse. I think, is probably a nurse. They, they I don't okay. think they ever said, but I think it was implied by the costuming. Based on the home they live in, I don't think she's a right doctor. So, and we find out that Michael Michelle is a doctor of some sort. Yeah. Um, oh, so, so, so then words, people start getting texts that, you know, Kim was in an accident and that she hit Joey. And um, 
Oh, and so, oh, so this is the part where, uh, oh, then someone came in and took Kim's blood and told the mom, you know why we're taking this. Oh, I, I missed that, but that makes sense. Why? But so, so, then the, so then Michael Michelle's talking to our bartender, the bartender, our and husband. he's like yeah. trying to defend his old looking son. And then Michael Michelle's like, don't you dare say boys will be boys. And he's like, but that is what happened. That is what he was going to say. And he says, yeah. like, kids do stupid things. Somebody there says, well, so do adults. Like, yeah, you people. Yeah. Right. So, so then. Like, you all agreed to be in this thing. Yeah. How unfortunate. So, so then um, the annoying girl goes up to Kim and was like, Kim, I know you hit Joey. It's all over school, and you are dead to all of us, basically. And then she's like, you're lucky he's going to be okay, or you would be a murderer. And then um, then we see other parents are watching Instagram and watching Kim chugging on Instagram. And then the cops come into the hospital and Kim gets arrested. They pull her. She's in her hospital bed. And they're like, stand up. You're under arrest. Like, they, that wouldn't happen. That would not happen unless she were like, on the run and had been lying about her whereabouts and they finally tracked her down and found where she is, then maybe they pull her out of the hospital bed and take her to the, the police station right away. She was still in recovery from whatever it was that had happened. <laughs> they would at right, least right. go through the, the, the what do they call it? The, when, when they let you out of the hospital. The, um, you get discharged. Yeah, dis they would go through the discharge right. process first. Right. Yeah, I was well, like, really? Can you do that? Isn't there a reason she's still in the hospital? Well, <laughs> all right, stop. They didn't care. Stop bilking your health insurance. We're leaving. So, so then we find out then from Martha that her that the bartender got arrested. The husband. And then, we're confused here. Well, the bartender the played dad. the husband. Yeah, the bartender yeah, yeah. played who played the husband. Yeah, yeah, he got arrested too. Yeah. We don't get to see that. No. Um, so then, um, so the parent, one of the parents yells at Michael Michelle, because she's like, you idiot, you're the one that gave our kids these drinks. This is your fault. This is, um, Kim's mom is, right, yeah, yeah Dan's oh, mom, right. Dan's mom, Michael Michelle, goes to talk to Kim's mom, and Kim's mom completely puts blame on Michael Michelle. Now, Michael Michelle... And the bartender, yes, they played a part in this, but so did your fucking daughter. Yeah, because Michael Michelle could have been like, well, your idiot stole my keys and stole my car. Yeah. And, that, and the argument would have been over. Yeah. But nope, Michael, Michael said nothing. And so then we find out that Kim is being tried as an adult, and she can get up to 15 years in jail. Even though she's only 17. And so, I, so I'm wondering what state that was in. Because isn't it here in California, you're considered a minor until you're 18. I think what they were trying to do anytime they would drop these 
things about life. Again, this is a an after school special for adults. This is letting adults know that like, hey, yeah, your kid might technically be a minor, but if they're right on the cusp, they might be tried as an adult. Hey, right. you you know, the kids may be the dumb ones drinking, but you're the ones that are going to deal with a lot of the financial fallout here uh-huh. if this turns into a problem. Now, the more then, you know. So now the next scene, Kim's parent mm-hmm. is a horrible Kim's mother is a horrible parent because if my child was responsible for a car accident that severely hurt someone that they went to school with, I would homeschool my kid for their protection. Because Kim goes to school the next day. Uh, In slight defense of the mom, there was a beat where they had a conversation where the mom said, like, you don't have to go to school if you don't want to. Mm -hmm. So the mom didn't make her go to the school. Okay. But she does say you you can't hide here forever. Yeah. She may not have the option of homeschooling. If She might have to work enough that she can't really do something like that. And does she really want to leave her, have her kid unsupervised? Well, then she's going to Catholic school across town then. Mom can't afford that. Listen, I went to Catholic school. It's, that's even worse. Well, then she's going to she's going to the, the school Juvie. in the next county over. Just a little, let her loose on the land. I don't know right. What to do. Let her loose on the land. Oh, so then there's a note <laughs> on her plan. door. There's a note on her locker that says "Die, bitch," with like a, a mean face that didn't look that menacing. Did you see the weird guy? Very, really prominent too. He he looked a little like remember the actor. David Pamer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. David he looked like David Pamer, but like a really creepy version of David Pamer. He was just kind of walking behind them, like really prominent too. I thought he was going to become a, I thought he was a teacher or something, but he's just kind of wandering around the school. Yeah. So, so, so happy to be there either. Right. Well, would you, if you knew this movie was going to yeah. come out and be the way it was? No, he must've been a, background actor that they were shouting at right or maybe maybe david tamer had agreed to do this and then got there realized like what a shit show it was he's like i'm I'm getting out of here well dude we're still we're still filming the scene i don't care i'm leaving i'm walking out now and then he's like he's like well he's like and i'm non-union because at least if i was union i'd be making 180 dollars a day oh no he definitely looked non-union and i think craft services were sad yeah like we don't have M and M's or anything. No, there was like he'd have to scrape something from the bottom of the table to get it. This guy did not look happy. I hope he's. I hope he's all right. <laughs> Based on what I saw, I, I think uh, he's at the point of return. I, I've written this down in my notes as non-union David Pamer and sad craft services. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> I'm always proud of it. something that I. Brought it up, gets in this, and he makes it to the de- description. So, oh, good. good. Uh, okay, yeah, so, <laughs> so everybody. Hey, I've been that guy. I understand. Oh, really? I, you did non-union. You did non-union. Yeah, of course I. <laughs> I did that until I was junior. You've done it too. What? All of us have done it. Mm-hmm. You guys never done non-union. I did non-union. I got tapped hardly into the union. So I did not. I did it once, and then that's how I got my. I, I had to work towards it for a few months before I got in. 
I got my SAG card because at the time my dreadlocks were down to my shoulder and they needed someone quickly with dreadlocks. And so my agent called and he was like, would, I know I hate to do this, but would you do extra work? And I was like, no. And he calls me back five minutes later. And at the time, the casting person was named Sheila Manning. Mm. And he was like, Sheila Manning says, if you do this for her, she will tap heartily you into the union. And I said, okay, so what time do I need to be there tomorrow? <laughs> nice. And that's how I got my SAG card. I remember there was this, this kid I knew. He's like looking for work. He's like, maybe I'll be an extra. I said, yeah, be an extra. I said, you get, I said, you get tons of work because they're always looking for hipsters. He's like, oh, he's not a hipster. It's like, hey, dude, you live in Brooklyn. You are in a band. You're a you have a beard. You drink Paps Blue Ribbon. You have a zine. He went, he, <laughs> he, worked, he works. He got all this work as a hipster. And he was in SAG. He got like enough waivers to, here's how you it works, kids. Zine. these waivers. What it was get, his zine about? Zine is short for magazine, right? Yeah, he like it was about like the, oh you know what it's about. These, these are, I don't. That's what I'm asking. No, what, what is it about? Brooklyn hipster. It's about it was about like club bars that used to exist in the New York. It's, it's what are these people. You don't know these people. Like, hipsters are they still? Well, I, I don't hipsters? know Brooklyn hipsters because they don't live in New York. It's different out here. It was, yeah. well, and nightlife be, is different out here too. I also, I'm not in New York like I used to. So, but it used to be hipsters. They were in Williamsburg. They walked around the beards. They were skinny. Uh, Our hipsters live in Echo Park. No, they're yeah. in the zine. They had a zine. They were they had a band. It was all going on. He's yeah, moved they, to L.A. They have now the I band here, LA although here. like some of them do like alternative comedy. Yes, yes. They, like the the beards are are still pretty big. There's like there was a phase of like big giant hats, man buns. I just saw a big giant hat today. Yeah. Okay. Man buns. I think the man bun thing, knock on wood, has has been over for a little while now, thankfully. But yeah, big giant hats. Actually, no, I saw the big giant hat last night because I went to a concert last night with people that we know. And we met at this place in Los Feliz. And there was a guy with the big yeah. hat. Because the hipsters all live in Los Feliz. This is one of the funniest big giant hat stories I've ever had. Is I was at a Fallout Boy show. And I was in like this area near where the the sound booth was because I was there with the record label, so I had like better like standing area. And there was a guy. First of all, the guy was tall and stood directly in front of me, even though there was like plenty of space to like kind of sort of stagger where you're standing. Stood directly in front of me. The guy is way taller than me already, and was wearing, I kid you not, a giant Abe Lincoln top hat. <laughs> Like, you're just trying to be hair? an asshole at that moment. What's that, Les? Did he have a blinking facial hair? No, no. Just, like, super tall top hat at this rock and roll show. He was peacocking. Um, that's like that woman at the Oscars, right? That's the woman at the oh, Oscars. Oh, white hat. Giant, yes. Big, giant getup. I would have been so angry if I was sitting behind her. I was sitting behind her. I'd read a one-man show about it. My experience sitting behind that woman. The hat. Um, oh, so, so, so Kim is like, it's not my fault. And I'm like, you dummy. Yes, it is your fault. And you took a car. Yeah. 
fully blaming Dan. Like, and look, Dan's a trash bag too, but like, you can't put this all on him being a dick and cheating on you. Right, because Dan can turn around and say, you idiot, you stole my mother's car. There are a lot of unlikable people in this movie. Everyone, yeah. except for the mean sister. Yeah. But don't, there's a character coming up I think, I think is a little likable. Oh. Oh, so, so, so then um, Joey wakes up and he says, my feet are on fire. Then... So Michael Michelle is doing whatever doctoring she did. Did we know what kind of doctor she was? We only found out in this moment that she was a doctor because they they she is talking to a patient or client in an office setting, and she said something about, "Well, my diagnosis is," and then she was interrupted. Oh Doctor Martha, whatever, you're arrested. Right. I like her assistant too. That confused looking woman. <laughs> <laughs> they probably to to make the moment real. They probably just grabbed that woman, you know, from outside. From she holding, look confused. No, no, just from outside on the street. She was just walking by. They taffed Harley her, right? <laughs> probably. Oh, so, so then. That woman deserves an Oh, but I love, I love as she's being arrested. She's like, call my husband, cancel my appointments. <laughs> yeah, like, she's busy all of a sudden. <laughs> Cancel my appointments. No shit. Hey, that's a blessing in disguise. I don't would. I mean, is she, is she performing surgery on people or what's going well, on? And I love, I love that her her patient was just sitting there smiling as she gets carted off to jail. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, "Cool, I'm out of this one." The patient so, is the, probably there on like court ordered uh, like therapy or something, right? <laughs> and, and, and it's like, "Oh, you're getting carted off too. Good, I don't have to do this today." Like, did, did this hour count towards my hours? So, oh, so then Kim is at school, and then another one of her asshole friends walks up to her and says, you're canceled, and I don't want to be canceled adjacent. That's Lisa. Oh, the one that took the video. Yeah. So people are canceling each other. I never knew canceling was a private practice. I thought canceling was something that, well, you know, they, they it, cancel it, public people. People are just, kids are canceling other kids? Well, this yeah. is this is an adult writer trying to speak like teenagers and not using phrases that teenagers would actually use. Like, basically, this girl's like, you know, I, you don't, I don't want to be your friend anymore, but because that's, you hear the term canceled and, pe- you know, celebrities get canceled for doing heinous things. They're trying to let us know that it happens to us real people, too. Ugh. Oh, so, so, so then Kim is at her lawyer. Wait, so who was at their lawyer? Was it Kim at her lawyer or was it Michael Michelle? Uh, Michael Michelle and the bartender. The lawyer yeah, is, is telling him, basically, like, you're responsible for this in the eyes of the law. And and then tells him, like, you know, we're probably, you know, we may have to plead for, like, getting some jail time here. And I can work with the judge and maybe get your, your terms served separately. Right. Just like Teresa on on the Royal Housewives of New Jersey when she I've went heard to jail, her and her husband yeah. went separately. I've heard of that happening. Dad is a dumb dumb and takes no responsibility. That's what I wrote, and he does. He, he's he said there. He's the, he's he's talking to the lawyer and acting stupid. And right. she says to them, "You're paying me. I suggest you listen." 
Right. Yeah. Good Finally, someone's talking some sense. Good for her. Um, and oh, so so then oh, so why was Kim? So was Kim taking pills? I shed well, a Kim, of she was going to. Yeah, she was sad, and she goes in the bathroom. She pours a bunch of pills in her hands, like she's going to end it all. But then she stops herself. Oh, oh, Kim. Because a handful of cranberry supplements is not going to Right. <laughs> a handful of vitamin C. <laughs> so, so then. It's going to really help with that UTI, but nothing else. It will. Right. It's true. It will do that. So, so then, um, so, so then Michael Michelle turns to, to the bartender that we know and is like, you know, we really shouldn't have had that party. You think? So then, Joey, the kid in the wheelchair's parents, filed a civil suit against them, as well they should have. Yeah. As well they should have. And then... But again, but again, they should have filed one against Kim, too. Yes, yes. Well, I think... I think that they filed one against the parents because Kim is a minor who has no money, so they went after the parents. Yeah. Yeah, being that it's a civil, not criminal suit, that makes yeah. sense. So then we find out that the bartender we know <laughs> got sentenced to 90 days in jail. Well, actually, they both got sentenced to 90 day yeah. days in jail separately, and they both got a $1,000 fine. Oh, it was only He's 90 days? I missed that. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, I was He's trying to figure part. out the timeline of this movie got a little wonky yeah. because dad serves jail time uh, and and then the mom does, and we haven't even had Kim's trial yet, right? So so then mm. Kim is so then Kim is meeting with her lawyer, How about and her this lawyer? lawyer is like, "You're gonna have to do all this stuff and community service, and you're gonna have to go to AA meetings." This guy and looks Kim, like he may be he may be Jack Black's brother, kind of like remember how like Patrick Swayze had a brother, right? Kind of look like Patrick Swayze, you know? So he's like Zach Black. Zach Black is in this movie, and Zach Frank Black Stallone. is not quite. Zach Black doesn't have the um, the charisma that Jack has, right? So, so then, so then Zach, so Zach Black is telling Kim, you know, <laughs> you need to, you do, you need to do this. Is what you need to do, and you need to go to AA meetings. And she's like, "I'm not an alcoholic." And it's like, "Look, you idiot! You got drunk. You took a car that wasn't yours." You hit somebody in a car that wasn't yours. You need to just shut up and go. <laughs> so, and full disclosure, and I've shared this before, I'm in recovery, so I was judging this scene extra harshly. I, I'm as, as someone that is not in recovery, I'm curious about this sort of outside looking in, the, the use of AA for things that aren't, for people that have an addiction. Because I don't think it was ever even implied that Kim had addiction issues. Well, so part of so and I so I go to meetings like every day. And so when you go to so so in meetings, you have people that come in and they have they call them court cards, mm -hmm. which literally are cards that like they're either like they got a DUI or something to do with alcohol, and they're sentenced to like, like, I'll give it like I'll throw it at like sixty days. You got to go to alcoholics, 
anonymous for 60 days. So every day that you go to a meeting, you have a card that you need to get signed. Yeah, I I, I know of the existence of that. I guess I'm asking in the, in the sort of, in the sense of how helpful is it to somebody like Kim? Well, um, and, and is that taking away resources and support from somebody that actually does have addiction issues and that's why they're in well, AA? Well, I, and I've seen, I've seen this, I've been sober like almost 14 years. I've seen like, uh, and I would say over half of the people that go in with a court card because, you know, the judge told them to go during that time, they realize that they do have an issue mm-hmm. and stay. I would say, I would say it's like 50, 50, half of the people in there because yeah, I can see that. Because think about because there is I, I'm saying, I'm speaking more specifically about Kim right now though not not like well, the right. the broadness of 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 AA well, and people that are well, going to those say, meetings. Would you say also that in this in this case, and I don't know how what what, what you would think of this uh, last with your experience, but even though this was out of the ordinary for her, couldn't this sort of like the be couldn't this be like the beginning of a path for her? Like this, oh for sure, did, yeah, that's Oh, for sure. This is, because, this, this, is what she, she just, this is how she decided to handle it. Yeah. Because one of the sayings, okay. and one of the sayings that shuts people up all the time, and I love using it, when people are like, you know, yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm too good for this, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, your best thinking got you here. <laughs> oh, that's good. You know? Yeah. Right. No, and, and yeah, that, is, that angle, I, I, I guess I, I understand it. I just, I, I do question it being and, mandated to do something when when that may not be the thing that's going to get you to get your life back on track. And, and trust me, and trust me, I see people all the time will come in like that and like, you know, sometimes you'll have to to in, you know, go around the room and introduce yourselves and then the person will be like, "Yeah, I'm here because, you know, I blacked out and and hit three cars, but I'm not an alcoholic. And then everybody laughed at them. <laughs> it's supposed to be anonymous, Les. Shouldn't be sharing these stories. Well, I didn't say who. <laughs> I didn't I didn't say who. Fair. Plus, there's so if I had a dollar for every story like that I I heard, I'd be like richer than Oprah right now. She's rich. Right. Exactly. Anyway, she's got, she's got like a million dollars. I know. Oh, so then, so then this next part is totally with Ray, the woman who's like, "Here's my phone number." That's totally one hundred percent legit. Yeah, and I that, knew that. How was... that happened is totally one hundred percent how it goes on because a big part of being sober and being in recovery is what you get out of it you got to give it away and so mm-hmm. like reaching your hand out and giving someone your number that's common so that was 100 percent on point it and that's be- the woman i said is the likable character okay yeah what uh what did you think of kim's outfit in this scene i was trying to figure it out she's wearing a white hoodie she was wearing a white hoodie what was it great it's well, whatever it was, it wasn't a black hoodie. It was very decidedly the opposite of that. Well, 
It needed she to be was trying to be incognito in a way, but not right. in a um, nefarious way. Right. And that actually is also on point. People do come in like trying oh, yeah. to be incognito. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Right. Which it's like, okay, if you're here and I'm here and I know you, we're here for the same reason. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've had I've had that conversation before. Yeah. Oh, so I love this woman. I do like I do like this woman because um, Kim is talking to her like they meet for coffee, and then um, Kim is like bitching, and the woman's like, "You seem you you are entitled," and. Um, you have to accept what you did. You didn't ruin your life, so get over it. You can, like, turn things around. And, yeah. And, You're on a new path. And then she said, and then Kim's like, I'm not an alcoholic. And then Ray's like, well, that's not the point. Even though you say you're not an alcoholic, why did you have to numb yourself? And she was like, uh, 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 like, it shut her up. She also so tries to. She also tries to volunteer right. at the uh, Mothers Against Drunk Driving, and the woman's like, she gets called out. Yeah, and says you're just here because your lawyer told you to. Right. Which that's no way to get help. That's and that's like on that and that woman's part. That's that's when it's like you know you're not supposed to say that either, Judgey McJudgerson. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she's got all these brochures she's got to fold just let her in start folding stuff right because you're not Such folding them by the, do it. by the way they have machines that do that when you get them printed they have machines that will fold the fucking things for you oh I haven't worked in that office in years <laughs> oh okay so, oh, so this next part so so Michael Michelle is visiting the bartender we know in jail, and he's making it sound like he's at, like, a spa or something. It's not so bad. I've been working out, reading, dating. <laughs> no, he didn't say he's dating. dating. But <laughs> uh, he said the food's not too good, though. Right. It's like, dude, you're in jail. Dating. You're, stop trying to make it sound like you're at Club Mad or something. Oh, so, so then, oh, so then they're talking about um, their lawsuit, and Martha's like, you know, oh, because they were countersuing the people for the civil suit, right? I think he suggested that maybe, and, and she's and, like, no, no, we're like, we're we're settling, we're agreeing to this. It's the right thing to do, and he's kind and of fighting her on it. Yeah, yeah, it's the right thing to do. It's our fault. And he and he was like, no. And she basically said, we're either going to settle or you're going to have to find what. Oh, she's like, you're going to settle or one of us is going to have to find a new place to live. Yeah. Which basically meant you're going to have to find a new place to live. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but you get out of the big house. So, so then Joey comes home from the hospital. They wheel him in his wheelchair and there's a surprise party for him. So, so, um, oh, so then this is where his girlfriend, 
basically agrees to throw her life away and her future so that she could stay with him. The the uh, the teenage girls in this movie are very much like uh, old school Hallmark heroines. Like they're yeah, they're ready Hall- to give up their their own hopes and dreams in a heartbeat for a man. Because Hallmark heroines aren't even like that anymore. Yeah, no, this this is where they went. So then, this is the part yeah. where I thought that Joey was a was an asshole. I wouldn't even say the f word. This is really? the part though that made me hate Joey. So. Oh. So, so the guy who is old, the old looking teenager shows up and he shows up at the party. He brings flowers and then Joey goes off about how you didn't come to apologize, which, yeah, the old looking teenager is an ass. But I thought the fact that the teenage, that he showed up at the party and brought him flowers was his way of leading up to an apology. I disagree with you. I've like did I don't know that he owed Joey an well he owed Joey an apology for not visiting him in the hospital. Like they were close friends by all accounts and Dan never once went to the hospital to visit Joey. Right. Which is even, true. Even Kim who felt responsible for this, she tried to visit him, you know? Right. But then again, you know, maybe he had trauma around. You know what I mean? Maybe you, he had trauma you were given you were given this a hole entitled kid too much of a pass. True, because I mm. do hate him and everybody else except for the disgruntled sister and the AA sponsor. So you're right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the AA sponsors are. Oh, so this so was then, a surprise party. So, oh, did so I give then, it away? What? <laughs> I said it was a surprise party. I was afraid I gave it away. It's a surprise that people are still watching the movie at this point. So, They've so already said at, it was a surprise party. I don't know. So they're at family dinner, and then Michael Michelle got pissed, right? And then didn't didn't who said they're ruining the oh the, oh so so the Damn old looking teenager, yeah. the disgruntled sister, and Michael Michelle are having dinner, and so the old looking teenager is yelling at his mom, telling her that she ruined his family and this is when you grab him by the collar and say listen you little dick oh yeah <laughs> i just realized what i remembered her name from you keep saying michelle michael michelle i keep thinking i heard that name before they heard the name now now i'm thinking of nicole nichols uh, so so anyway so the kids just being the old looking the old looking teenager is like being an asshole Meanwhile, Kim wrote a letter, like an apology letter, and then the annoying girlfriend lets Kim know that Joey wants to see her. And then I wrote, Kim is having a very good hair day. Yeah, it's probably the day she got out of the hospital. Right. So then the dad, meanwhile, the bartender that we know gets out of jail, and then Kim is meeting Joey... Joey says that no. he's actually got a full scholarship. No, wait a to... minute. When the dad gets home from jail, who gave him a ride? Was that a, was that a ride ride share service? Because the because his wife didn't didn't pick him up. Well, she, it, it looked like she was going to jail next. It looked like the she was. but it wasn't a police. It was, it was not a police car. Like he showed up and Maybe he was, was a lawyer. And she was going to get in the car, and that was going to take her to jail. 
Maybe the jail was in a different town where they did have Uber. <laughs> maybe, maybe since uh, since Michael Michelle's car was in that accident, her replacement car was a self-driving Tesla, and that picked him up and dropped him off. That right. makes sense. So, um, well, oh, so so then, uh, Joey. So yeah, so Joey. Um, is telling Kim he got a scholarship, he's going to tech. Um, he said, and she's like, wow, you've changed. And he's like, you know, I, I was the funny guy, but now I'm, you know, going to take my life seriously. He forgives her. And then she, then she says, well, I need to make amends, which is definitely recovery, because that's one of the steps, is you make amends for things that you've done wrong. So, She's doing her steps, which I guess that, which implied to me that she did stick around. Um, so then she's wearing a very sensible suit. Very sensible. Well, she's going and to court. I wrote, I wonder if Black China wore a suit like that one day when she was going to court. Because it was like a very, it was like a pantsuit. So, so then, they're at the courthouse. Uh, the old-looking teenager shows up to support her. Then, the annoying girlfriend and Joey show up to support Kim as well. And they actually even, like, they vouched for her. So, so then Kim reads a letter of apology. And then the judge looks very, like, very nice. And she looks like she's going to be very nice. And then she goes, <laughs> I'm going to throw the book at you. And she gave Kim a year in jail, a $2,000 fine, five years probation. And was it like 500 or 5,000 hours of community service? I think it was 500, but it, she wasn't trying to be vindictive about it. She said that was the minimum sentence. Well... Kim, Again, Kim, after school special for parents. Right. Yes. A year That's in jail. What get. And then they showed a clip of Kim in jail in her orange jumpsuit, but her hair was like, had a really good jail hair day. Because the hair was like on point. Hmm. There was probably and I guess she went out for good behavior because eight months later, yeah. she was released from jail wearing a very ugly pair of sweats. Are there hairdressers in jail? You can get get your hair done. Other oh, inmates. Okay, but well, I, I don't I don't know how you, you would like uh, like they're probably not well, letting them have brushes and combs to keep for themselves. Well, in Orange is the New Black, Laverne Cox was like the beautician. She was like an inmate, but she had like a little beauty cell. Yeah, <laughs> she had a beauty cell, and she would do like she would do their hair. Okay. And then I was watching, what was I watching? I was watching some documentary on like A&E or something. And they were saying how the women's were saying how they, what they did to makeup, to work, to create makeup. So like they would like take Kool-Aid and like yeah. make that like eyeliner and like blush. Okay. I was an extra on Orange is the New Black. Were you in jail? No. Oh, so, so then 
we're at a mad conference, Mothers Against Drunk Driving. And they and and Michael Michelle and Kim are doing like a two-hander. They both have microphones and they're switching off. And they're like, drunk driving is bad. Don't be like us. Or you're at butts going to jail too. I like that they and- both have microphones and there were only like eight people at this thing that they were speaking at. Like they did not need microphones. No. And and they're like, even though we went through all this, our characters did not change, and we were we are not better people at the end of this. We're just as assholey as we were at the beginning of this movie. And the daughter is there. The angry daughter has to sit there and listen to this. She's probably there smirking, going, ha, 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 I was the only one that didn't end up in jail. See what happened, you misogynist <laughs> pigs? The end. The end. That's all. Ugh. That's quite and normally, at this point, after talking about the movie, I found something that's like cheered me up, and I'm less angry. I'm still angry. I'm even angrier now finishing this Same. podcast. Oh, man. Why were you angry? You, you, was it because of the recovery element, how they handled, handled that? No, I was just angry because these were all like despicable people. All of yeah. them. Except, except for the AA sponsor and the sister – Everybody else, they were all pretty despicable, and they didn't become any nicer. Yeah. Well, I don't – a Lifetime movie is probably not the place to be preaching, but I understand if you want to have a – you know, th- there could be cautionary tales told to kids, but you got to tell some adult not to have a party where you're serving alcohol. I mean, these people are, are – Dumb, dumb on the dumb, dumb scale, and no movie or anything else is going to help them. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's over. And I was mad at myself for getting sucked into the title because I thought <laughs> that this movie was going to be like a good old fashioned lifetime. We're going to be up to shenanigans and no good. And yes, there'll be a lesson. There'll be a lesson. Well, it wasn't good. But it'll be like our lifetime shenanigans, messy. And it was not. I did not think that at all. When when it's and seventeen, well, drunk and driving and seventeen on the title, I'm like, there's gonna be a bit of a. This is not gonna be the the fun ride that we think it's gonna be. Ugh, now I know. This like a this was like an educational film. We'd have to watch in health class during that winter that winter stretch where you just have health class. So, so now to clear my palate. I need to watch something on Hallmark with, like, you know, a prince or twins. Don't make us watch a fucking prince movie. I hate those so much. I'm putting my foot down this week. Twins, maybe. Okay. And actually, I have Philo now, so I get get Hallmark in real time again. Yeah. Okay. So I'll check to see what's up this weekend. Because I now now get Hallmark in real time, so I can pick a real time. What travel log are they showing this week? Well, I gotta tell you, I'm still thinking about the Maldives, and that movie was pretty dumb too. But it really sold me on the Maldives. Yeah, same. Yeah, dumb, but they didn't take themselves seriously. Like this movie actually took itself kind of seriously, right? <laughs> and that's well, and th- that's that movie had like likable people. Like it, it had it had redeeming qualities. Yeah, the people weren't as dumb in that that movie. I'm Googling Hallmark movies this weekend. Okay. Let's see. Boom. 
Let's see. Let's see. Mm. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, a pinch. Oh, whoa. <laughs> it is another travel movie. Okay. okay. Where are they going now? A pinch of Portugal. Ooh. A pinch of Portugal. Oh, those sexy Latin men. Okay, I'm on board. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Portuguese well, I I could go men are hot. Yeah. Uh, let, wait, let's see. So, oh, I like this. So, Saturday, April 22nd. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I didn't realize Golden Girls like comes on so much. Yeah. Um, I think it is Portugal. Reba, Golden Girls. Okay, so, oh, yeah, A Pinch of Portugal. So let's watch that. All right, all right. A celebrity, so when a celebrity chef walks off his show, prep cook Anna must step into the spotlight and make the more, hold on, boom, and make the show her own with the help of her Aussie cameraman and Portuguese location scout. Ooh, and he's Australian too. Sold. Boom. So we're going to Portugal this weekend, everyone. Okay. And if you want to get a hold of me in the meantime, you can find me at my website, letscrookendallbarrett.com or on Instagram at Kirkendall. And we have some listeners in other countries. So if you happen to be um, a listener in the Czech Republic in Prague, I'm going to be taking my show the Real Black Swan, Confessions of America's First Black Drag Queen to the Prague Fringe Festival in the last week of May. Jason. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcast. Give us five stars or whatever the highest rating is on that podcast platform. It helps more people find us. You can find all of us on Instagram and Facebook at Lifetime of Hallmark Podcast. And you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Big Shot Jason. Kurt. Oh, my show, The Jester of All Maladies, is going to be at Indie Fringe. Last weekend of Indie Fringe. I think it's like the, maybe the end of August, around there. And if all goes well, I might have a show in the Philadelphia Fringe Festival as well, but that's not going to be till September. Philadelphia Fringe! I'm going to have, I'll update things. Uh, I'm at, I have a website, but I haven't updated it a while. It is, it is KurtFitzpatrick.com, but I'll have to Put some new stuff up there. Well, great. And, you know. And we are so sorry that we even had to make you listen to this podcast about this movie. I apologize. I, 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 unlike people in this movie, I take full responsibility for my actions. So I apologize to the listeners. Who's our friend who's working out? Oh, Jaquetta. Yeah, yeah. Jaquetta. I'm sorry, Jaquetta. I am too. She's probably slid off her treadmill. Probably. She probably fell asleep because this movie was so boring. <laughs> anyway, well, that's it. So I'll see y'all next week. Bye. 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 Bye.